Previously on the Division Three's Finest Podcast. Taysom Hill, I'm telling you guys right now, will be a great NFL quarterback if he steps in in New Orleans. Next Peyton Manning, Taysom Hill. No. From what I understand, you've moved on to the uh, personal training game. Uh, so, like, what are the best kind of steroids that I could get? That's a good question, man. <laughs> uh, you took Sprite Cranberry you took, over. You took Mr. Pib over Dr. Pepper. I'd rather drink my own piss than cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fear the mellow ball at all, and then, uh, like, those guys, they're always, they're like, they're half asleep all the time. I think what Shub yeah. is I try and ask is, do you, do you not have dragons? Ricky! <laughs> yeah, and they invited 69 guys to the ring I feel like really good. I, I know. <laughs> this is this is the most energetic I've seen you all day, honestly. So, Mario, what do you do now? For a living? Yeah, I, I work Jacob. Uh, I'm a professional now, big uh, professional guy. Episode 56 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast coming up next. What's up, guys? Episode 56 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast. Big show today. We do have a couple guests on the show to talk some football. Gil, my co-host, would you like to do the honors of introducing him real quick? Definitely. Uh, it's been a while, but good to have him back on. Going to get in some good football talk. Uh, recurring guest, uh, arguably one of the best. Uh, I'm not saying that. We let the listeners speak. Um, but Austin Sleek, good to have you back, buddy. It's great to be Coach back. Coach Sleek, it's been quite Coach a while. Sleek. Excuse me. <laughs> no, it's not coached anybody but you anymore. You guys can okay. feel free to okay. call me whatever you want. I, what do you I mean? Like <laughs> I'm your boss, Shub. Yeah, so you want me to play Coach Sleek now? Hey, Mr. Boss yeah. Coach Sleek. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank no, you he's so the introduction. It is great to be back. Congrats, cool. <laughs> ben, is your mic broken? No, my mic's fine. Why? You wanted me to say oh, something? I, I think he's waiting for you to introduce me. I think is what it is. Oh, yeah. Go, you got to introduce Shub real quick. Well, I did. thank you for reminding me. Uh, we also have our, uh, as always, uh, love having him out always makes the effort. As a guest, you know, you don't always see that uh, <coughs> sleek. Um, but, yeah, Jacob Schubert, recurring guest. Good to have you, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, great. You know, I've, uh, I was a little bitter when we first started this being named a recurring guest, but I think I've embraced it now. Um, I've embraced the role. Yeah. I'm so. not sure how I feel about that yet, you being okay with it. It was funny when you got kind of worked up. Right. No, yeah, so I'm just going to embrace it, and then eventually you guys will get annoyed of me, like, enjoying it. Then you'll make me a co-host, and so I'm playing mind games with you guys. We'll see who, we'll see who cracks first. Yeah, we're only, I'm like... I'm not sure if telling them your mind game is going to work in the long run. Yeah, I was going to see it. They, yeah, maybe they didn't realize it. So. I mean, you can't be too pissed about it. We're at episode 56, so if you're you know more pissed, we, you would have lasted until you know, episode 10 bounced or something. Yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk some football. So, I mean, let's start with the AFC first. Texans-Chiefs on the AFC side. So the Texans get off to you know quick start, but the Chiefs prevail. What are some of your takeaways, guys? We'll start. Go ahead, Shub. You seem a little chipper today. Okay, so, you know, I prepared for this. Uh, yeah, the Texans, they had a great game plan out of the gate. Uh, honestly, you know, the Chiefs had a lot of drops early, which allowed yeah. the Texans to get the ball back. Um, awesome game plan to get to a 24-0 lead start. Just, you know, incredible game plan. Yeah, get off to a big lead. That's the, you know, that's the way to beat the Chiefs. But then, you know, they kind of they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Bill O'Brien, you know, he was so 
he got conservative with like you know go, not going for it and t- you know kicking a field goal. But then like on your own side of the fifty, you got, decide to go for a fake punt. Like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so you know they kind of he got it was like he was so mad at himself for being conservative on the last drive that he decided to be aggressive when he didn't need to be. So um, that's just I think Bill O'Brien needs to go regardless of them making the playoffs. You know, back to back years and having successful seasons, but like I don't, I just do not think he's going to be the guy to get him over the hump. Okay, that's all I have. Hey, uh, coach, you want to go next? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't get to watch the first quarter of that game, so we had we had a camp going on that day, and I remember we finished up the camp. I was walking my car, I looked at my phone, I was like, holy shit, the Texans are up twenty four we'll nothing, and then get back to my house and turn on the game and then the Chiefs just absolutely exploded uh, it was literally like I, I don't know where I, I saw this on Twitter or something but it was a perfect description of the game someone said that it was essentially like whenever your little brother's playing against you and you let him let him score for a little bit and yeah, go yeah. like alright I better start trying now and then they just absolutely dominated the rest of the game yeah absolutely insane I don't think, so, oh, sorry what were you saying but I don't, I don't like the Chiefs going forward Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, I mean, we'll talk about that more when we get to picks. But, uh, I mean, just like... What do you say? Are they frauds? I'm asking you. No, I don't think they're frauds. I just think the the Titans are the real deal. Oh. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. We'll definitely get into it. So, uh, just a quick uh, recap, I guess. So... After the 24-0 mark, the Chiefs were 70-1 to win the first half, and they ended up not just winning the game, but they you know, were leading the first half 28-24, to so that was pretty crazy. Um, so after the lead, the Chiefs go Chiefs touchdown, and then uh, the Texans with the inexplicable fake punt on fourth and four on their own side of the field. Chiefs touchdown, and then on, a, on the return, a fumble, another Chiefs touchdown, and then six plays punt, and then Chiefs touchdown again to take the lead at the end of the half. So crazy. And then Kelsey had three touchdowns in the first half as well. So, uh, you yeah, know. He, he had a couple drops early, but then he, he turned it around. Yeah, he had a big drop on the, the first drive of the game where, uh, yeah, it was a third and six easy drop, and it looked like it was just going to be that kind of game for Kansas City, and they just turned it around so quickly. So, uh, uh, Gil, what are some of your takeaways on this one? Yeah, I mean, we kind of touched, you guys all kind of nailed it. It's just you, you had a bad mix of a bit, huge collapse with, obviously, uh, the Texans, and then when you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side and Travis Kelsey finally turning it around, uh, you know, up 24-0, you really don't even have to play like that. You don't have to play your best game. You just have to kind of put up some points, like hold right. them off a little bit, kill some clock. Um, but to just kind of fall apart like that, you know, it's it's really is just kind of mind-blowing for real. Right. And like, like I said, the Chiefs just have that explosiveness to turn it on, you know, really whenever. So when you're up against a team like that, you can't just hit the brakes. Right. I mean, the fake punt was pretty bad, especially uh, especially on their side of the ball. But usually, yeah. it feels like those plays kind of work. The you know the short run. I mean, it was fourth and four, and I guess there was only one guy to beat. But still, that's just too much of a risk, especially yeah. with how explosive the Chiefs' offense is. For sure. Yeah, I, mean, rather, I guess it's like one of those things. That if it works, like you know, the conversation's totally different. But right, yeah, people it, are like praising know, O'Brien. All, yeah, probably it was not the best move. Right, I'd probably too early. Take the ball into Sean Watson's hands, then give it to you know my pump protector on a fourth and four. Deshaun yeah. Mag- Deshaun Watson has worked some magic before, so I trust him more in that situation. Just leave that's, the offense on the field. Yeah, that's fair. But that's, yeah, that's true. If you're I gonna mean, do something. 
Yeah, so so I do think it kind of settles down the Mahomes-Lamar debate for, you know, a second here. I mean, we'll get into Lamar and, you know, probably, I mean, you know, it's just his second playoff appearance, so it's too early to, you know, get, you know, crush Lamar. But it did feel like Mahomes was, you know, felt like he's in control the whole game, even when they're down so early. And the Ravens, it feels like on the other hand, they kind of freaked out when they got down early. And it wasn't even as big mm-hmm. of a de- deficit as the Chiefs. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that. Um, honestly, I've heard some takes like it might have uh, just talking about Lamar, like maybe a mental thing, just especially after last year. Uh, I think that's interesting. I don't know if that was necessarily the case. I think it was more to do, um, Ben, you kind of touched on it, like, that just how they responded to going down early. Um, and, I mean, I'll, I'll let Sleek kind of take this. Uh, I'll let him run with it. But I do think the Titans are kind of – it's it's almost – it's past that point where they're like, oh, are they just kind of like stringing things together? Or like right, they're, they're legit. They're a solid team. Like they're looking good. They have it figured out. Um, Derrick Henry, obviously, unstoppable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the biggest thing, honestly, was just the Ravens' reaction to, to getting kind of popped – uh, popped like that, um, right? But I don't know. You can't you can't discredit what Lamar's done all year. That all that being said, like I still think he's obviously. I think he wins the MVP still. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it is a regular season award, but it was probably the most surprising game of the weekend. Uh, you know, fourteen and two Ravens go down to Derrick Henry and the Titans. So I, we can start with this game, uh, Coach Sleek, with you. Because uh, you know you were so impressed with them, but you know how surprising was the win? I guess maybe you weren't surprised because you thought the Titans were legit all along. And just what were your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, I, I wasn't really surprised at all. Um, I was anticipating Tennessee to win that game. Um, the reason being is just because I just think Tennessee's not okay. First and foremost, they're they're built right for the playoffs right now. You know, everybody yeah. always says like you need to you need to have a good run game and a good defense, and they have that. But um, the main reason I back the Titans, I know it's like mental, whatever, but whenever your coach goes on public air and says that he will willingly cut his dick off to win a Super Bowl, you know that that guy wants it more than anybody else out there. So, like, that's the guy. That's obviously a guy that you want to play for. So, right. main main reason why I'm back the Titans never did is that because shit. of Brable. And obviously Derrick Henry. Question. Yeah. Uh, would you tell your players at Teal that you would cut your dick off to win a PAC championship? No, because I wouldn't. <laughs> you don't want it bad enough, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only 25 or 26. Yeah, Vrabel is married. Yeah, Vrabel's married. I hear what you're saying. He's already made some kids. I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So. Right. It's, it's lived a good life, you could say. We have a lot of science yeah. things. You could, you could get, you know, there's also adoption. That's a route. So there's some, there's some ways you could have kids with, without your, you know, your dick. Great. Yeah, but I'm not married. Yeah, good analytics. Shoot. Okay. I don't know how to respond to that. But. No, no, I guess, no, that's that's dumb. That. And then I mean, you you responded the way I thought you would, because you know I wouldn't come yeah. up and offer a PAC championship either, because um, wouldn't mean shit. Because national championship or bust. Right. Thirty five wins. Yeah. yeah. That's what they say. Oh, no. <laughs> but can I talk about the Ravens a little bit? I mean, I guess so. Please. That's oh. what we're here to do, actually. Right. So, That's you know, what the they Titans pay us to do. They're very good at controlling the clock. We all know that. Um, people thought this would be the fastest playoff game ever. I don't think that was true. Um, but what really you know, frustrated me was the Ravens are down 16. With two minutes left, I mean, I get it. It's a long shot to win the game. But, you know, Lamar Jackson just looked frustrated. You know, he gets sacked, and he spikes the ball. 
which takes another like five to six seconds off, which you know costs you. Like they didn't have a sense of urgency. You know, you're down 16. You get it. You get in the end zone and you get the two point conversion. Now you're down eight and you're just an onside kick away from having you know you know a chance. So that kind of frustrated me. They you know Gil said they didn't really know how to react after getting punched in the mouth. So going forward, I mean the Titans. They, I think they gotta you know kind of look themselves in the mirror during this off season and be like, you know when. When the government gets tough, do we just back down, or we we'll bleep that know, out? Trust, up in, you know, big trust. You know, they don't have big trust in themselves. They had no trust. In Ooh, themselves. okay. Is big trust dead? It was, you know, you know, big dud almost, like big <laughs> big puss, something like that. No sh- yeah, cool. <laughs> that's good. The Titans had that team of destiny feeling, but so did the Chargers last year, and then they ran the Patriots. But the, Titans, the, the Chargers didn't have Derrick Henry. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Yeah, the Titans are like a real t- kind of team of destiny, I think. Like, that's for real. I think the Chargers was more of like a pipe. The, the Titans have the perfect the perfect game plan to beat the right. Chiefs. Control the clock. Don't let Patrick Mahomes have the ball that much. The Titans have that game plan. And, like, listen, the, the Chiefs run defense. Do you defense. think the Chiefs have a better defense? than? No. Listen, the Chiefs run defense. We've seen it all year. They lost to the Colts. What the Colts do? They ran Marlon Mack 100 times. What did the Texans do in the first time they played? They ran Carlos Hyde a hundred times. And listen, the way the you know the cover of the Chiefs is man up with the receivers, the Titans have the personnel to do that with. You know Malcolm Butler, and their like in their secondary, they have the personnel to man up with the Chiefs receivers. Now, don't get me wrong, Tyreek Hill is going to go off eventually. He just he just outruns everyone. But you know we're not talking about Tyreek Hill because we're anti Tyreek Hill. Yeah, anti Tyreek Hill we'll podcast. Talk, we'll talk about that matchup later. But you know the Titans have the team fuck Tyreek Hill. Feeling. And they've already beaten the Chiefs once this year. That's oh, true. true. I forgot about that. That's true. I mean, my main concern is, you know, Tannehill, is he ready for this? I mean, I guess he doesn't have to do much. He's only He hasn't even combined for 200 yards these first two games. But, I mean, so you look at the AFC and, you know, Minnesota. Like, so what 49ers did to Minnesota is they just shut down Cook. And you'd think that teams would just try to make Henry, you know, you know, shut him down and make Tannehill win the game, but teams haven't been able to do that. Like, Ravens still, you know, put eight in the box, and Henry is still able to, you know, just beat the f*** out of them. So you wonder, if is it even possible to slow him down, despite, you know, defensive tactics or whatever? Yeah, that's something I actually, I had that down too. It was because I saw that you had, you had kind of noted that, but it's like two games through already, and he still put it, like, you would think, especially in the playoffs, like, right. these guys are going to try and make adjustments. So it's not like they're just, like, not trying to stop him so the fact that he's still putting up numbers like this yeah i don't i i mean he would just have to kind of stop you know what i mean like as long as he stays on pace like no one's really going to get in his way i I definitely agree with that yeah the thing was red zone they still have such a threat in aj brown too like he's Mm -hmm. somehow i mean not, not really overlooked anymore but like that dude is the real deal. So they have like a legitimate threat as a receiver as well. Let's not forget Corey Davis. He's a first round draft pick too. So he's Corey well, Davis still is legit. He's still a first round draft pick. <laughs> well, hey, well, regardless, just because you're a first round draft pick doesn't make you. But good. like, there's there's potential. There's still there's still a chance. You know, <laughs> he's in the league. Yeah, I got hey, but yeah, I got potential. Um, <laughs> but sleek. So to your point, kind of, and I was gonna say something similar, um, actually about uh, Tannehill. The fact that he has played so, um, I mean, not like, I, I don't know, not bad, not great, just very Tannehill-ish. Right. There's really no, like, 
he can go up from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So he, he, there's still the possibility of him actually having like a good game, and then if you have that, and you know, Derrick Henry still running, like that could just be like they might not have even hit their best game yet, which could be yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they could, I mean, they could, they have multiple threats on offense, and really they're only using one at this point. Right. Exactly. I love I love how they keep throwing Marcus Mariota in for like one play a game. Like just randomly, like, oh yeah, we still have this guy. Yeah. But he's just split out wide in the wildcat formation. Yeah. Just to fuck with everyone. He just looks so sad out there, though. And like post game when Rabel is shaking everyone's hand and like he barely like acknowledged yeah. Mario. That, that, was that, that was a tough look. That was a tough look. Yeah. yeah. And they have a good defense too. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's like, true. That's, I don't know. I think I think they're just set up to make a run for it. The only other the only downfall of the Titans right now is just all of the NFL conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah, with the <laughs> Chiefs, like Chiefs, Packers. Chiefs, Packers, 100th year, they were the first year, all that kind of combo right. jumbo. Yeah. I guess we'll Uh-oh. see if the Illuminati's real on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday or whatever is, they Does play. that seal the deal for you if that's what happens? Yeah, I mean, it might. You never know. I could be. I could become a believer if, if we'll have you back on the show to discuss your thoughts on conspiracies. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to have? If we can fit your busy schedule. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. No. Speaking of Packers, man, let's let's talk about the Packers. Let's hear your thoughts on that game. Packers Seahawks. A little controversial call at the end. All right. What do, do you think uh, about that, Benny? Do we want to have the Lamar conversation real quick, or we want to go to NFC? Oh, Lamar. Yeah, let's have. Let's, is Lamar the real deal? Let's, or is he a choker in the playoffs like Clayton Kershaw and Verlander? Well, I don't know so much if it's choker. I think it's just inexperience, you know. It's um, you know, it's a different game in the playoffs. This is only his second chance in the playoffs. And I think the first year, you know, he's kind of thrown in, in the middle of the year, too. He didn't have a real full year. So this is his first real full year as a starter and first full year in the playoffs. So I think it was more just inexperience. And, you know, it's, it's going to be tough in the playoffs. But I think... It's not an indictment of his style of play. I think, you know, being, you know, more of a running quarterback is going to be fine. I think it's just, you know, getting more experience. Plus, they, they really don't have that many weapons, especially with Ingram being hurt. Their wide receivers aren't great. There's a lot of relying on their tight ends, and it kind of worked in the regular season. An analogy I saw online was they're kind of like the Houston Rockets of the NFL right now. They just kill in the regular season, but then the playoffs, you know, they just don't quite have it yet with that style. So I think they need a couple more wide receivers that are speaking, get, speaking yeah. of receiver curse of uh, Antonio Brown Hollywood Brown Antonio Brown's cousin the Steelers didn't make the playoffs the Raiders didn't make the playoffs the uh, Patriots got knocked out in their first playoff game and now the Ravens in their first playoff game it's true curse of Antonio Brown just saying and he also worked out in New Orleans too also right. worked out in New Orleans that's tough and, that's and, tough and the Seahawks just got knocked out we'll talk about that in a minute so we're talking curses I saw Drake got a big trust jacket, something yeah. like embroidered on a jacket. Yes, I, I hate mean, to I'm see just, that. That's just something I saw on the internet like twice, so and don't the, quote me on that. The reason why the Raptors didn't get fall into that curse was because he's actually a Raptors fan, not a bandwagon Raptors fan. He is an actual Raptors. Okay, fan. I like that. So, yeah, I, agree I can get that. into that. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move to his track record's not good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not <laughs> great. It's not great. All right, uh, friend of the program still though. But uh, let's move to the NFC. Yeah, shout out, shout out, friend of the program. So I know. Come Sh- talk about your curse. I know Shub wants to talk about the Packers game because that's the pick he got right. But I want to start with the more boring game, <laughs> I guess, the Vikings 49ers game, where Shub went with Kirk Cousins and Cousins blew it for him. You know, real shocker there. 
but uh, you know, shoot, what's what's up with that? And you know, should we be more impressed with the 49ers or more disappointed with how the Vikings came out in the second half? No, you 100% should be more impressed with the 49ers. Okay. Uh, they had a perfect game plan to do. Shocker. Listen, this is a, this is not Kirk Cousins' fault whatsoever. Okay. He right. had right. He didn't have a time to breathe. Uh, he snapped the ball and he was literally sacked by uh, you know Nick Bosa or uh, anyone else on that team. Yeah, okay. Set it, I'm glad you could name one so, defensive player on the 49ers. Kirk Cousins had no time to find a receiver. He had. They were trying screens and it wasn't working. Like nothing. Does he have to get working. the ball out quicker though? Does he have to get the ball out quicker? No, no, he doesn't. Like, no, listen, the 49ers are legit. Like that made me feel like the 49ers. You know, they're going to come out of the NFC. I think you know. Listen, like the Vikings were good. They have the weapons, but like that front seven of the 49ers, they're just unstoppable. Like. I'm pretty sure, Gil, you could go coach that front seven, and they, they, you'd be in line for the Browns' head coaching position, even though it's already filled. That's just how good <laughs> so that, that front seven is. comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate so, your confidence in me, though. Yeah, of course. Um, but, like, yeah, the Vikings defense didn't play bad. Kirk Cousins didn't play bad. It just came down to, you know, they couldn't get anything going on offense because of that pass rush and because of just the, the defensive line for the, the Niners is basically shutting down everything. So, cool. so, I don't, so shoot. Can we consider you the CEO of the Kirk Cousins fan club now? Sure, I'm fine with that. Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. Okay, uh, great. Better, to the Colts. Better, listen, 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 listen. Better Would you take Joe him on the Flacco. Colts? Would you take him on the Colts? Yes, yes, hundred percent. Yes. You just gotta give him time to throw the ball and let him make decisions. When, he, when he's okay. under pressure, you can't do it. Top ten quarterback. It's confirmed. Yes, you're the. You're the. The. You're driving the well, Kirk Cousins band. I am driving the Kirk Shub, is he band. top 10? Then I can't Shub. hear you. Shub, is he top 10? Top 10 quarterback. Top 10? No. No. No, not top 10. Okay. But okay, he's, but he's, he's, he's still a great quarterback, top, though, even though he's not top 50, 10. He's definitely top 50% in the league, where Jacoby Brissett is not top 50% in the league. Listen, Baker wasn't in that top 50% either this past year, to you Browns fans. Okay. I don't know why you're bringing up Baker. We're talking about the playoffs yeah. here. Because Gil's on here. And listen, Duck Hodges isn't top 50% either. Mr. Yeah, well, okay, no one's making that <laughs> case. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. Okay. Man, whoa, whoa, shoot, chill listen, out, Breeze, man. Breeze is top 50% Watch top what it takes. Right. Also, Taysom Hill might be in the top 50% either, but that's a different story for a different day. All right, well. Um, third string quarterback. Yeah. He's not even in the top 50% of his own team. Arguably your best quarterback. We'll talk about that later. That's yeah, funny. we'll talk about that later. I, I just want to touch on the 49ers rush defense. So I thought the Ravens would do, I mean, they wouldn't shut down Henry, but I thought they'd employ more, you know, try to make Tannehill beat him. But so Cook, obviously Henry's better than Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook goes for nine carries, eighteen yards, and six catches, eight yards. They just the 49ers game plan was, you know, they were determined to shut down Cook and make Cousins beat him and he couldn't do it, even though, you know, he is a great quarterback according to Jacob Schubert, but you know, still couldn't get it done. Yeah. So that was disappointing. Shocker he couldn't get it done. He is. Okay, all right. Sleek, do you have any uh, takeaways no, from I, this one? I, oh, yeah, yeah, Sleek, you go ahead, man. Well, I'm sorry, I missed the question. What was it? No, no question. Just thoughts on the 49ers, Vikings. Oh, um, I mean, Vikings were just pitiful. I think that's what, more of more of what it was. Like, I just don't think they came to play that game. They yeah. rode their high horse after they beat New Orleans, and right. that was their Super Bowl. So, yeah, I agree with that. Actually, that's that's a good take on it. I think I, I think they kind of thought 
yeah, maybe not just to like take exactly what you said, but I think like they felt almost like validated just after that first playoff win. Yeah. Um, you know, you yeah. had kind of a long road to go. Um, so I definitely agree with that. Um, I also think I don't. I'm not agreeing with Schubert, but I just think the 49ers are that good. Also, mm. uh, I think, oh, yeah, like you said, they came out really well. I, I think I think Sleep kind of com- uh, kind of compare comparing it back to the Titans because you talked about their defense. I just coming out with like that game plan of like, and that's the difference I think of a lot of these games. Like we talked about how uh, Derrick Henry is just like can't be stopped. Like it all comes down to like whose defense is actually coming out and executing the game plan. Yeah. Like they are planning on stopping Derrick Henry, but they're just not, and they lose. So right. to come out and like yeah. you said, make Kirk Cousins throw, you know, that's just to execute on that. That's that's how you that's how you win games in the National Football League. Right. Let well, me. Uh, let me just say something real quick. You want to know why the Niners are so good on defense right now? Why? It's why, because, James Schubert? It's because Solomon Thomas, you know, their former number two or three overall pick in the draft, he has Cambridge, Ohio roots. Fun fact. His dad is from Cambridge, Ohio. Okay. So Did he did he at any point in his life live in Cambridge, Ohio? No, but his dad did. So I'm, I'm claiming it, and that's why they're so good right now. So. Right. I just wanted to. I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying anything. I just wanted to make sure we had all the details cleared up. Yeah, it's just his dad. He never lived in Cambridge, Ohio, but his dad did. So that's all that matters. Right. Ooh. I will that's say for the for the Kirk Cousins bandwagon, and I'm I'm personally a fan of the you know the you like it you know saying or whatever. But it is tough when you know you just lose the next week after bringing you like that back. I feel like that's something you gotta bring just you know after the Super Bowl. Like no one can say. Shit after that yeah. so I that's feel like, what I mean like right. that's that's what you bust out after you've like done the job like you know what I'm saying and so right. for him to them to be busting that out after just that first win like right and it was a it huge win and they're a big underdog win, like, but it, yeah still you know yeah. You, you, you won you played well but you know you didn't blow them out and Right. Still had a long way to go, so yeah. So maybe making those jokes and whatnot. It's, it's a just, tough look. It and open. It's easy to make fun of it too. You know, you had the 49ers defensive, you know, lineman saying, you know, you like that after the game, or whatever. It's a tough look for the Jacob Schubert CEO of the Kirk Cousins well, bandwagon. Kirk Cousins, we make like everyone just makes so much fun of him already. Like there was that like pause where they they won last week, and it was like ah, like you. We kind of have to take a break for a week, right? <laughs> until, right. And so as soon as as soon as they lose again, it's like, oh, we're back on, like, so right, yeah. back to business as usual, making fun of Kirk Cousins. Right. All right. Uh, so last recap we have is the Devonte Adams game, Packers overcoming the Seahawks. You know, controversial call at the end, but uh, you know, still uh, an impressive game for Aaron Rodgers. You know, uh, what are some takeaways from this one? Austin, go ahead, man. Yeah, go um, ahead, please. Uh, I was disappointed in that. I wanted the Seahawks to win. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I've never been a big fan of Green Bay. I don't, I don't particularly like Aaron Rodgers. Um, but no, I think, I, I think the the call at the end of the game was way overreacted to. Everyone takes that. I mean, like, like everybody says it all the time. Like everybody takes that yellow line as like the absolute truth of where it is, and you can right. blatantly see that the yellow line was was off in there. Um, in comparison to where the actual line to gain was at, so yeah. they they made the right call at the end of the day. The only thing that was really like concerning about that call was whenever the the umpire came back or the official came back out on the field and it was like we've gathered new 
material or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. the, the call still stands. I've never, ever heard that in a football game in my entire life. Yeah, that's weird. That's, that, made, that made no sense. It was really weird, but I don't know. I just I think the Seahawks kind of they, – they, I mean, they gave it away at the end. They had plenty of opportunities to do yeah. so, and you know, they, they didn't take advantage of their opportunities. And, and Green Bay, they had some serious balls making the plays that they made. Um, on their on their last drive with the the, the pass to who was that the was that Devonte Adams yeah Devonte yeah it was like third Devontae. down or whatever yeah I mean that was a ballsy play yeah but yeah so. that's all I got from that game okay. no and sleek just because uh, my thoughts I kind of hear you like um, the way I kind of thought about it especially with these two teams was just I mean I haven't been super impressed with either of them like throughout the season anyway like maybe records aren't super indicative of like how they were as a team and so I think a lot of the times where they're winning these games it's when uh like you said the like the plays that they're pulling off like they need those plays to like win games yeah so your teams being similar similar in that regards I think it just came down to you know the Seahawks just kind of ran out of that magic and and Rodgers had a little bit left, you know what I'm saying? So I think it just came down to who could make those. You're, you're, if, you're not, if you're not putting up that many points, like already, you, you need those types of plays to kind of generate some stuff. So whoever could pull them off is kind of how I thought it would go. So I, I, I agree with you there. And I just don't – I don't think Green Bay deserved to be – to deserve to get a bye. I don't know. That's just me being salty yeah. because of the same – Well, no, no, but I hear – but, like, but at the same time, it's like I said at the beginning, they just weren't that good. Right. I, I didn't feel yeah. at any point that they were, like, super great. No, not at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But. So, Gil, are you calling the Packers frauds? No. No, because I record's good. Like, it's impressive what they were able to do. But, like, at the end of the day, like, and even the Seahawks, like, I feel kind of the same way. Like, they were never putting up tons of points. They were kind of not squeaking out wins, but they weren't blowing guys out. And so when you run out of those, like, plays and, and sometimes you just don't have it, like, that's that's what happens to these teams. So I don't think that was, like, a – I don't think I'm coming out of left field with that. So I'm not calling them frauds. I think they are what they are. Right. Okay. They are what they thought. We, they are what we thought they were. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the Packers, they set a tone early in this game. You know, first play of the game, that big run by Aaron Jones to start – you know, I got some got some fun analytics for you guys. Okay, um, let's hear it. I love it. I love when you have numbers. Yes, when huge Aaron numbers, Rogers guys. Is up at halftime at home in Lambeau Field. He's only ever lost one game, and now that one game I don't know, but I think off the top of my head it was against okay. the Seahawks. Always loved incomplete numbers. That onside kick. I think it was that game when it bounced off that tight end's face mask or whatever. Um, good. But also good content. So, okay. It's just a number. That's yeah. just a number you're Continue. talking about. Aaron Rodgers has only ever lost one game, went up at halftime. At home. So you knew this was happening. This was written in the stuff. Yeah, so when, when they got up at halftime, like, oh, it's over. Turn the game. Game, off. yeah. Just, they shouldn't have even played. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I felt good for Jimmy Graham, you know, playing against one of his former teams, the Seahawks, you know, making a big play at the end. And like you guys said, he, you know, that, that yellow line was like a yard longer than it needed to be like people think that's official that's the unofficial mark it was it was about a yard off from where the official mark was so you know congrats to jimmy graham for making that play you know for for his team um also you know weird officiating always happens in these games you know we had the fail mary with this team with these two teams a couple years ago and then you know the kind of like 
the, you know, the spot this is great, Chief. or whatever you want to call this this mishap or whatever. But then another thing that comes up in this in this game is the curse of AB. The curse of Antonio Brown is back again. Right. So the Ravens, you know, the the Seahawks were rumored to have had or to the, the Seahawks were rumored to have chosen between Josh Gordon or Antonio Brown, and they chose Josh Gordon. But hey, they were still thinking about Antonio Brown, and it was public. So the curse of Antonio Brown continues. That's all I have. Yeah, we have, we have plenty of sound to make a. Antonio Brown curse soundbite. So I'm happy for you, Shub. You, you really made this work. All right. I was really concerned about that part. So, okay. Uh, I mean, I really did think the Seahawks had this one, though. At the end, like uh, Coach Sleek said, you know, they had a chance and there's a huge drop on second down. I think Malik Turner, I didn't think, he, I don't think he caught a ball all game. They went to him. Huge drop wide open. And then the next play, they get sacked and they punt and then two Green Bay first downs and the game's over. It really felt like Wilson was going to pull this one out. But, uh, I guess the one thing I'm concerned about with the Packers going forward, and I think I still might go with Packers, but I'm concerned about the variance. Like, Rodgers had 16 completions against uh, the Seahawks. Eight of them went to De- Devontae Adams. So I'm really worried about that wide receiver two spot. It feels like they just don't have enough of that uh, position. Didn't Lazar get injured in this game? <clears throat> yeah, he had, like, he, had one, he had one carry for, like, five yards in reverse, and then he didn't have any catches. Sure got hurt. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think he took like a big hit or something, but I don't know if it was like an injury that really took him out of the rest of the game. Yeah. True. yeah. All right, uh, you guys ready for picks? Sure. All right, let's do yeah. it. So, uh, so Hot Ones picks this week conference championship round. So I'm just gonna do a quick standings update, and we'll get to picks. Uh, so for the playoffs, I'm four and zero. Gill is three and one. Uh, Rogers got him, and Shub is two and two. So, uh, and Shub, uh, I, I will include a soundbite later, but he did promise to drink hot sauce straight if he loses. So there's that on the line. So uh, let's That's get. Tough. That is tough. So let's start with the AFC uh, Titans Chiefs in Kansas City. The Chiefs are favored by 7.5 points here. Sleek. Start us off. Titans straight up. Don't need the points. Oh, wow. Oh. 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 I like that. Yeah, I'm just going to. Yeah, I was just gonna pick. I'll piggyback that. I'm taking Titans, but I'm I'm taking the points. I think they cover. Okay. Uh, Shub, you wanna go? Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay. Um, for a couple reasons. One, I think the Chiefs. You know, the conspiracy conspiracy theory with the Packers. Um, two, uh, I need to basically pick the other team that Gil picks to have a chance at not drinking hot sauce. Right. And three, I think that you know the Chiefs' offense eventually will just explode. And at least you know they'll. I think they'll beat the beat the Titans. So yeah, and they'll cover. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. I I do not like that line. I feel like it should be more in like the four range, but. You know, Chiefs, even down 24-0, they still find a way not only to win against the Texans, but they cover as well. They win by 20. So, you know, it feels like, you know, Chiefs defense isn't great. I feel like Henry's going to have his way in this one as well. But the Chiefs just have more fire, firepower. And, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, they're finally fully healthy. Um, Mahomes looked really good, you know, running the ball as well. He had, you know, seven carries, 53 yards. And obviously we know what he can do with his arms. So, and it's somewhat of a revenge game too. You know, Coach Leak mentioned the Titans beat them in the regular season. And, you know, it feels like the Chiefs are going to be ready for this one. You know, they kind of caught the Chiefs off guard. And it could have been a big one if New England wins week seven. This is the game that cost them home field. So I think they're going to be ready for this one. It's hard to be the team twice, Ben. It is. 
All right, so uh, let's go to the NFC Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Same line, the 49ers are favored by 7.5 points here. Um, that's tough. I, I don't know. Anytime there's a line with – not that I, I'm a gambling person or not. But right, obviously not. Right. Allegedly. Numbers, big, big numbers being like 3, 6, 7 or anything like that, full scores essentially. Um, it makes it diff- very difficult to pick, but I think you have to go with – the 49ers here, um, I think that they're just playing too good of football right now. They're uh, like, you know, like the, the story is you need to be hot at the right time. And I think they, they showed that they're pretty hot right now. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm backing the 49ers in that one. Okay. Uh, Shub, you want to go? <laughs> no, I'd like to go. Yeah, you got to go first. But I'll no, go. you got to go first. <laughs> I'm going to have to take the Packers, mainly because I think Gil will take the 49ers. <laughs> Uh, but I will not. I don't care who wins this game. Um, I'm just taking the Packers just because I would like to not drink hot sauce straight. So that's it. Gil, just take the Packers. No, take well, the Packers. hey, I could do that, but I'm gonna take the high road. I'm gonna keep things interesting. I'm gonna pick who I actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick for real, and I am taking the 49ers. I think they win this pretty easily. All right. Uh, I think, just honestly, I think just back to what I was saying about the Packers, not that they're frauds, but I just think, like, they're running sleek. You you hit it on the head. The 49ers are just, they're firing right now. So I think a Packers team that I feel like is hanging by a thread running up against this hot team, like a hot 49ers, I think they win by two touchdowns. All I'm saying is Packers won 13 games. All right. Uh, yeah, they beat the – they beat the – like – division. Yeah, it's not a great Look division. At your division. Look at your division. All right. Well, Falcons, Panthers. Yeah, it was the best division in football two years ago. You lost to Kirk Cousins. All right. So I'm. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll yeah, we're gonna get the. We're gonna get there. So. See, so you'll have your time. All right. <laughs> I don't even really need it, though. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. No, no, you do. Continue on. No, continue. Go ahead. Man. Let's just do it right now. No, no, no. Come on. We're here. Sleek, I want to hear I want to hear your honest thoughts on the Saints game. Thank just you. Just let it out. Just, just go ahead. Uh, okay, complete honest thoughts. Yes. Saints did not You're deserve to win that game. They, they did not deserve to win that game. So, at the end of the day, I'm more okay with losing that game than obviously like last year's playoff end or the year before's playoff end. Like they did not they didn't like I said, they did not deserve to win the game. Will Lutz missing that field goal um killed them essentially. I mean obviously, you know, that it puts him in a position to win the game if he makes that field goal and he's he's been one of the best kickers in the league over the last couple of years. So that hurt him there. Um I just don't think they played well. So I'm like I'm not I'm I'm obviously upset that they didn't win, but it's not as heartbreaking as previous seasons were. Right. Do you think yeah. Sean, Sean Payton's going to make an effort to get past interference, past interference reviewed twice instead of once when he throws a challenge flag? I actually had a good question. Well, well, I mean, that was that nearly as blatant as the one was last year? No. No, no. But, I mean, it wasn't past interference. Hey, jousting. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, continue with your... No, well, I just don't even feel like I can ask it now because it... That was, that, was, that was it. He asked how I felt about it. I explained how I felt about it. Well, yeah, I was just gonna—I was gonna ask you to get it. Well, right, I was gonna ask because it was kind of an exciting game, like especially at the end. Not, not. Oh yeah. Not that I bet either. Like, not that I, but I was seeing stuff online Allegedly. that there was a teaser 
out there that was basically came down to the last seconds. So I guess for you being a fan, as that game you know kind of progressed and took its turns, like what were, what were the emotions like? Like what were you feeling? Uh, it was a roller coaster of emotions because <laughs> um, I had to, I actually had to listen to the first half of the game. I was driving home from Nashville. Um, I was oh. at the coaches' convention, so I was driving home. I had to listen to the first half, and, like pretty much the whole way Friends through the, the third quarter. I was listening to it, and I was like, "All right, screw it. I need to stop somewhere and watch." So I stopped at a Applebee's in like Youngstown, Ohio, or something like that, and watched <laughs> the game, which just made it worse because I was watching. <laughs> You're in Youngstown, Ohio. Right. Yeah, I was in hey. Youngstown, Ohio, just like distraught about <laughs> distraught about how it ended, and then I don't know. I mean. I think it was pass interference, yes, but also partially unbiased because I'm a Saints fan. But anytime you extend the arm, you're supposed to get the call. So, are the Vikings are they Saints slash Drew Drew Brees killers, or like they're like Drew Brees' kryptonites? It's actually a good question. Um, yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like you could ram. That was kind of sad. Yeah, it was Drew sad. Drew Brees' yeah. kryptonite is the. You know, the Vikings, uh, Nicole Roby Coleman. Okay, shoot, I'm, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. And throwing to his sleep. So this is this is to your to your discussion of Drew Brees' status among quarterbacks all time. Does ha- having as his kryptonite hurt his stock? Well, Kirk Cousins wasn't so. his quarterback last time. You don't remember that? It was Case Keenum. You're right. Okay, that's fair, a good fair, point. Fair, 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 fair. I don't. I don't think. So. I mean, I just. I don't know. I, my opinion on Drew Brees will never change. He holds so many passing records. He's I respect he's gonna, that. He's going to go down as a top five quarterback of all time, even though he, for some ungodly reason he wasn't listed in the NFL top 100 thing that they did. I think it was whack. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't, but that, that's a whole different topic or whatever. But, yeah, my opinion my opinion on Brees doesn't change. I mean, he's two, two of the three years of their recent playoff runs were – absolute miracles so i mean no it was at no fault of him the, the sure. last yeah the last thing uh, i have also yeah, go ahead sorry no shoot go ahead please you know <laughs> sleek and i talked about this already but the saints last two times the game-winning touchdown against the vikings was gave up the last name of the you know the defender was williams um marcus williams on the you know the, the minnesota miracle in uh sleek what's this What's this new guy's name? What's his name? PJ. PJ Williams. Yes, he gave up that touchdown to Kyle Rudolph. So, uh, Sleek in uh, the Saints, they need to quit drafting Williams or, you know, picking up Williamses, whatever their names are. They, that's not a good name for them. That's a great point. Yeah, that's that's kind of incredible. To too because, I mean, Williams is a fairly common last name. Very, very common name, but you can't do it anymore. Like, you have, a- analytics, yeah. honestly. I was just yeah. going to say, shoot, your analytics are – Unreal. <laughs> They're out of this world. I'm, I'm Honestly, good. no, I, I'm kind of half kidding because I don't really know like many other people that would have found that stat. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. I'm just saying. I'm a little bit impressed, actually. To, yeah. to be honest, when it happened, I thought it was Marcus Williams and just changed his number, but I didn't know they had two, so yeah. I had to do some research. Just, you, just put, you just put two and two together and figured it out. His research was texting me. Texting sleep. That yes. was Marcus Williams. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. Nice. Hey, that's, I mean, that's what, uh, that's what a podcast 
yeah, that's, guest has to do. That's journalism he's right a, there. He's, he's my source. That's journalism. Sources. That's Big J. Sources, <laughs> I'm going Packers, by the way. Okay, let's go back. Yeah, I'm going back. I kind of, I was, I mean, I was going to keep talking until someone brought us back because I forgot where we even were. I was just <laughs> waiting for that moment. So Ben's going Packers. Yeah, I'm going back. It's, it's awesome. tough when you're taking you know the same picks as Jacob Schubert, but uh, I just I don't know why. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Packers. So uh, they last time they played, they played in Week 12, and the 49ers crushed them. And the Packers haven't lost since that. And I feel like I saw a different team against the Seahawks last week. So I don't think they're going to win this game, but I like them to cover 7.5. That's a lot of points there. Hurt me the team twice. I already <laughs> said that. Yeah, good point, Schubert. You know. <laughs> All right, uh, do we have anything else for Coach League? No, man, it's good to have you back. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure chatting with you guys. Another thing, like too, shoot, times. don't talk bad about other people's teams whenever your team doesn't even make the playoffs. Some people, say, some people say that. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a there's a, one Listen. of my current players right and, now, and, Cowboys and, fan, and he, he was making the same argument. It's just nonsensical to try to talk bad about another 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 person's team. Don't say that I'm, I'm not talking bad. I'm a media figure, so like, I have to give my opinion. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're, media uh, you're figure. a your media personality. Yeah. A talking head. Content creator. Stephen A. Smith not talk about the Cowboys when he's a Steelers fan. They didn't get the playoffs. So, I mean, like, that's all I need. That's my point. That's you, a great point. You've notoriously talked about about the Saints since this podcast has, has That's existed. documented. That is documented. It's, yeah, that's documented. But I've also given It should be part of your part, resume. That's part of, the, that's part of the legend of sleep being on I've, that's like I've, the... I've gave Drew Brees this, the respect of the second best quarterback of all time behind Peyton Manning so I've, I've just... done better <laughs> listen he had to break Peyton's records so Peyton said it first he was a standard so that just makes him better that's yeah. terrible logic because <laughs> he was a standard but then so the, what about Peyton who held the record the before Peyton he's not that good oh you're okay yeah you're your arguments really hold up strong here. Yeah. They are. Strong media member. Schubert, you should update your LinkedIn. Podcast reoccurring guests, and then the one line underneath, hates the Saints. Just or hates Drew Brees. That'd be good. <laughs> hates the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Under your skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, under yeah, skills. All right, Coach. Glad to have You're you on again. Anyway. This, was, this was good content for sure. Always a yep. pleasure having you on. Absolutely. Hey, don't be a stranger, Thanks, man. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, well, hey, all it is is I'm just a text away. I don't play video games Ooh. anymore, though, so I can't, we, can't, we can't connect. Yeah, Ooh, that's that tough. That's I've a noticed. tough look. Hey, I've noticed. Why is that? It's messed up. Yeah, what's up with that? Is it like your New Year's I, resolution? No, just Fortnite is broken from everything I've heard, and online poker is legal in Pennsylvania, so... Ooh, okay. Allegedly, of course. Priorities. Allegedly. Priorities. No, that is, that is, completely, that is completely okay. You're not a betting man, though. That's why I'm saying you know, allegedly that's what you're spending your right. time with. No, just not on sports. Not a betting man when it comes to sports. Okay. But All when right. it comes to okay. poker, I'm we would never. Okay. We're All right. biased right. commenters. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We're just, just speaking opinions is all that is. A few moments later. Now join us on the podcast. He's one of our favorite recurring guests of all time, fellow Bethany Bison baseball alumni, and you know he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of guests if we're doing it by best facial hair. So, Den Braddock, how's it going, my man? Oh, it's going great. Thank you guys for having me back. I mean, 
I'm trying to catch it's up been a the tube on the reoccur- reoccurring guest train, so we've got a lot right. of work to do. Yeah, it's going to be tough, it's, but... It'll never happen. No, but Ben, I'll get there. I'm going to beer. That, that needed to be said. And also, Bev, I know we talked about it, but to let the listeners know, congrats uh, again on passing comps. That's huge. Big, big, yeah, big the kid. Thank you, thank you. Big Bethany accomplishment there for all of us to get that done. Yeah. Hell yeah. Huge. The, the real ones now. Right. It's been a while for us, you know, graduating in 2014, but, you know, it's it's cool right. memory, remembering those memories, you know. All right, so uh, let's get into the you know, national championship. You know, we, we actually haven't talked about college football all year, but I guess it's kind of the best time to start when it's, you know, the biggest game of the season. So I guess where I want to start kind of is that targeting play. So, you know, back-to-back huge targeting calls in Clemson games, one the Ohio State game that you guys probably don't want to talk about. But, you know, Clemson benefits from it. And then this one, you know, they actually lose one of their best players when the game at the time was 28-25. Uh, so I guess, Steve, we'll start with you. Just what were your thoughts on that play and, you know, just targeting rule in general, I guess? I mean, to be honest, the targeting rule and, like, the new blindside block, I don't know if you guys saw that one. Too, yeah, that was a big one. The one yeah. Clemson got called back. I think that's making football a little softer. But, I mean, I guess I understand it because you're trying to protect the players. But, I mean, in my opinion, that's the turning point in the game. Clemson literally had just gone back into the game. And what's his name, Sigursky or something like that? I forget exactly what his name is, but their linebacker was doing literally everything for him. Like, he was dropping back in coverage and doing pretty well and also was hurrying the quarterback a ton. So definitely a huge, huge factor in that game. Right. I guess, um, I mean, Personally, for me, I guess, you know, I see it being a penalty, but targeting and, you know, it being an automatic ejection, I guess that's where my problem is because it didn't seem like there's any intent there. Sure, he got helmet to helmet, and especially when it's, you know, younger kids, not pros, but, you know, kids with, you know, still developing. Uh, you know, I guess I can see that, you know, trying to protect them as much as possible. But the targeting, I feel like it is excessive, and I hope they look into it a little bit. Yeah, the rule, the rule of targeting, like, it makes sense. You know, you're out to protect players. But, like, the penalty for it being ejected for plays like that where it wasn't head-to-head, comment, head-to-head contact, it was just, you know, he led with the top of his helmet. There needs to be two levels of targeting. I think that's what the NCAA, you know, whoever makes the rules, what they need to discuss this offseason is the two levels of targeting. There's the one where it's, you know, clearly head-to-head contact, you're like malicious about it. That needs to be the ejection. But then there's ones like this, and the one in the Ohio State game, and the one Denzel Ward got a few years ago. Uh, Ohio State fans will know that versus Maryland. That needs to be not. You don't get ejected for that. You maybe get like a 15-yard penalty. Maybe the player gets removed for that drive, but not ejected because, and you're when you're going as fast as these players are going, it's a you know a fast-paced game. It's hard to. You know, sometimes you're going to lead with the crown of your head. Now, it's not safe. Don't get me wrong. I know that. But, like, I don't think it. What that hit wasn't intentionally to hurt the player. It was just he was trying to make a play in a certain situation. And it definitely flipped. the That call flipped the game. Like, that was their best player all night on defense. You know, Isaiah Simmons was playing okay, but he wasn't. his name wasn't getting called as much as Skolsky was. Skolsky was everywhere. You know, the same thing for the Ohio State game back a couple weeks ago you know that flipped the play that flipped the game um so i think they need to talk about this offseason two levels of targeting one needs to be the ejection with head-to-head contact and the other one needs to be just a 15-yard penalty or maybe you you remove the player from that drive but does not need to be removed from the game when it's a play like that 
I haven't heard that one. Remove him from the drive. That's interesting. I like that, Shiver. That's probably the best thing you've said all day, to be honest. Thank you. Yeah, that's like a really good idea. Would you also, shoot? would you be cool say, like you said, two, like, flagrant one, like, automatic ejection, per se, flagrant two? Yeah. Like, now, if he does it again. He didn't do it. Yeah, say there's two flagrant twos. Okay, now he gets the boot. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. After two. Yeah, if Skalski, you know, hit, does that play, then, you know, does the same thing, like, a minute or two later or any other time in the game. Okay, yeah, you're gone. It's kind of like they already have that rule really in place with, you know, uh, an unsportsmanlike penalty in football. When you get two unsportsmanlikes, you're gone. Right. So I agree with that. I like that, you know, two, two uh, second-tier targeting plays, then you're kicked out. But not on the first one on a play like that. It happened to Joey Bosa on his last game at Ohio State versus Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. It happened to Denzel Ward against Maryland. It happened to Sean Wade against Clemson. And now it's happened to Clemson against, uh, you know, LSU. And three out of those – or not three, but, you know, 50% of that time – out of those plays – Fifty percent of those plays flip the game, flip the you know this kind of like the script, and allow teams to either gain their lead or you know come back in those games. And they were all just pretty much football plays, just like yeah, they're just football the plays. Football. No, nothing like malicious. Trevor dipping down, and the Ohio State kid didn't mean to go head to head. It just happened. Right. It's a football play. Trevor football Lawrence play. was protecting himself. The kid from Ohio State was trying to bring him down. Same the, with the other linebacker from Clemson. He was just trying to make the tackle. He went yeah. over top of his guy. Just happened to yeah. hit him in the head. Exactly. I agree. I mean, he wasn't targeting by the letter of the rule, yes, but like I said, there needs to be two levels. Because that, that kid should not be kicked out of the game for making a football play like that when he's trying to make a play in the heat of the moment and he's just going so quickly. So. All right. Do you got anything? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you guys have all said, like, Pretty much, you guys have all said like really good things. I like the two levels of it, but I don't think it should be like two times to get ejected. I think some like I think the level two, like I think it's one of those things you can tell. At least I feel like you can tell when there's like some intent or like malice behind it, like kind of a dirty hit. And I think that's a level two. Like I don't mind seeing those guys kicked out. Right. And then I could see like a level one being what Shoop said, like the drive removal for the drive, whatever, and then maybe two of those and you're out, whatever. Yeah. But I think there are some cases where one is enough to, to get rid of a guy, but I do agree that it needs, like, what that is needs to be kind of reevaluated. But just not to so we're all saying the same thing. In terms of the Clemson kid, that's just karma. That's full circle. That's all I got to say about that. That's fair. That's fair. I, agree. All right, um, I wasn't mad about it at all. Serves, serves him right. I guess uh, next thing I want to talk about, and Shu brought this up in our group chat, is just the Trevor Lawrence Joe Burrow debate. So I guess you know Joe Burrow got him this round, but you know, and it looks like the Bengals are going to take Burrow. But if you know, let's say Trevor Lawrence was a junior this year, and they're both eligible for the draft, who the Bengals take first? Are they taking Lawrence or are they taking Burrow? What do you think, dude? I think after the year Joey Burrow had, no one in their right mind wouldn't take him. If you he put up what, I think, like, at least 30 points a game. And yeah. just looked good doing it. Read the defenses almost perfectly. So I think there's no way you don't take Joe Burrow number one. You know, I agree I agree with that. I mean, if you just look at, you know, the game head-to-head, you know, Joe Burrow's 31 of 49 for 463 yards and five cutties. When Trevor Lawrence goes 18 of 37 for 234 yards, no touchdowns, and a QBR of 38. Um, you know, Joe Burrow's definitely had his struggles early in this game. You know, Venable's a great defensive coordinator, definitely gave him 
some looks that confused him, but he figured it out within a quarter or two. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he was missing throws. He was missing NFL throws all night. Throws that you know you see NFL quarterbacks make, and if, you know he, all the scouts were saying, you know, Trevor Lawrence is NFL ready right now after last season. Like if he was coming out in this draft, I take him one. He sure didn't look NFL ready in this game. This is the biggest game on you know on the highest level in the NCAA. Uh, I mean, it didn't. I think it might have hurt his tra- draft stock going forward. I would definitely take Joe Burrow if they if Trevor Lawrence could come out in this draft. But I think Trevor Lawrence after this game will know what he can improve on going into next year. But I mean, if you compare the two from this season, I think Joe Burrow and just how far he's come. And Trevor Lawrence, and I mean, not that he regressed, but that he missed the rows that apparently you know he was he was making last year. So I mean, I would take Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence if you know if they were both in the same draft class. Right. I mean, my thing is like this is the closest thing you know national championship is the closest thing you're going to get to the NFL. So it's yeah. probably you know the best sample of a game you can see, and you know not, along with how good Joe Burrow played all year. And especially the, you know, just the whole playoffs too. Joe Burrow had 14 touchdowns combined in the playoffs. You know, eight in you know the last one against Oklahoma and six this one. You know, including his rushing touchdowns. So, you know, obviously you know a great performance. I the thing I hear from some analysts is like he doesn't do anything great. Well, I mean, I feel like you know the arm strength might not jump off the page or his athleticism, but his accuracy is you know pinpoint. Yeah. It seems like especially on the deep balls. You know, they caught Clemson a lot of those one-on-ones where they, they had Chase one-on-one on the outside and Burrow hit him every time. So I think accuracy is the, the point that Burrow has. And Lawrence was inaccurate a lot of this game. You know, he, I think, uh, was counted like 13 overthrows and didn't complete over 50% of the t- passes. So it doesn't matter how dynamic you are if you aren't accurate. Where he sent you? Were you saying Burrow didn't complete 50% of his passes? No, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, you said, bro. I was just telling you. Oh, you my bad. Up. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he was just telling you you're wrong. Right. <laughs> no, I was just making sure you were not. I have the analytics here, so I was just making sure my, my guy Ben didn't you know, screw yeah, flip his words. So. Don't test Schubert's stats. <laughs> Another thing with Lawrence, though, is he is a year younger, so you know yeah, you, yeah, you do has, have to take that into consideration. He has yeah. But, no, Ben, you're right about that's the closest they'll come to an NFL defense. You know, you have Grand Delpit, who's going to be an NFL defensive back Derek Stingley Jr. He's eventually going to be an NFL defensive back once he gets, you know, once he's eligible to enter the draft. That's the closest they are going to come to NFL defense. And, and you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't look well. But Gil, let me hear what, uh, what you got in this game. Um, I don't know. So I guess what you want my thoughts on the game or the the quarterback discussion? Give me both if you want. If you want. Oh, well, you know, I never really got to talk about the quarterback, so I'd like to start there. Um, but I mean, I I agree. I just to start, so I agree with you guys. I would take Burrow, but just because you all said that, I I do want to just touch on. I I think there's a case to be made for Trevor Lawrence. I think I agree that this is the the championship game is probably the best quality sample you'll get. But I don't think it's I don't think it alone can discredit kind of everything else he's done. I mean, they won 29 straight games. Like right. that's. I mean, that's impressive no matter who you are. So, I mean, I think there's, like, a case that you can make for, for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but I would take Burroughs just the way the year he had. It kind of reminded me a lot of uh, Deshaun Watson's, like, playoff runs, just, like, yeah. crazy numbers. You know, just and no matter who it was up against, like, 
his numbers didn't fall because he was going up against a better team. Like he kind of just elevated his game and and played even better. Um, but and another thing too that I'm not not again not to take anything away from Burrow, just kind of give a little at the other side of it. I guess uh, the receivers for LSU are insane. They're fucking yeah. insane. We'll beat the fuck out. Even, that was good. Burrow's even said and they talked about it. I think it was Herb Street said he talked to him and Burrow said that if it he if he sees the defender not looking, he considers his receiver open because he he has that much confidence that they're going to go up and get the ball. So, I mean, to have that, like, feeling, I guess, as a quarterback, like, that has, with so much of it being, like, just confidence in your throws, and like you said, right. he is super accurate, but knowing you're, you don't have to be pinpoint a lot of times to those guys, like, I think a lot of that helps a, a lot, but... I mean, end of the day, I do still take Burroughs just because he did play at that high level no matter who it was. Right, And, and it's recency bias yeah. too, right? Because, like, you know, we just watched yeah. this game, yeah. it was, you know, yesterday. I'm sure if you watched the national championship last year, Trevor Lawrence, you know, dominating Alabama, and you asked the same question, you know, Lawrence so well or Ohio Burrow. State, who I right. think had a better defense than LSU. Sorry to cut you off. But no, no, I, I think, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I think LSU had a better, a better, if not comparable, defense to – LSU and and Trevor Lawrence was really the biggest reason they won that game. You right. Know? So, yeah. I mean, it's just it, to, for the championship game to be like the one and only like reference. I just think that's I don't know. That's tough. Right. There's definitely a case. I think it's fair to say the game plan like didn't uh, go as well in uh, the championship game compared to the Ohio State game because you got to think once they lost uh, the linebacker. LSU just kept scoring. Right. So now Clemson got to go into, okay, now we got to score mode compared to the Ohio State game where it was more like, okay, we'll get a stop here. Now we can take more time, maybe go down to <laughs> the field goal. That, yeah. You think that also has a part to do with the bad performance? Because, I mean, you got to think about it. That's putting more weight on Trevor Lawrence's shoulders. Absolutely. And I'm not trying to make it for him, but, like, even oh, Lamar it's, Jackson it's, yeah. in the NFL – Look what Tennessee did to him by just controlling the ball and making him have to throw the ball more. That's a good it puts point. a lot more pressure on them as a quarterback, you know. Yes, and it's it's good. Uh, you said that actually. We were talk we talked about that with Sleek uh, a little bit. Um, just basically how big difference in a lot of these games, especially when teams are equal uh, equal skill level, is who who actually comes out and executes their game plan. Um, so to your point, uh, yeah, I do agree. I think. What, something that impressed me was LSU's uh, secondary, like their cornerbacks. I thought they played, they played unreal. So, yeah. And at the same time, getting pressure on Lawrence, um, maybe not always super consistently, but I feel like when it mattered, um, like when you when you felt yourself saying, like, they need to get a stop here, I felt like the defensive line stepped up. So I think it just comes down to just execution, really. Um, and so I definitely think LSU stepped up in, in that regards. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. And LSU. to your point about the game plan, sorry, I, I forgot I had this to say. To your sorry, point about the game plan, um, you're right. Like playing from behind changes how you have to do everything. So yeah, you, the clock's running. You are kind of pressing, and it's like flipped. Like how you explained with the Clemson game against OSU. Like LSU was in that position where they, if they got the ball, it was kind of like tough because they can they have that running game to be able to just run the clock out. It definitely changes how you play. I do think they should have ran the ball more. ETN was having his way whenever they he did run the ball. The and, I mean, I, I, I understand throwing the ball when you're down, you know, 42, 25. 
right. whether it be running the ball or when they would throw it to him. He was getting pretty much three, four yards every time. Right, and the receivers weren't getting that much separation too, so it was really tight throws all nights for Lawrence. So I, I think they should have ran the ball more, but that's just me. I, I guess there wasn't a lot of running in this game too. I counted for LSU. They only ran the ball one time. I mean, excluding QB draws, but they only ran the ball one time with a running back the whole third quarter. So it was pretty wild, just all the play calling. You know, the one thing, though, to, that I took away from this game, the two things that really impressed me was, you know, LSU's defense had kind of been taking a lot of heat all season for, you know, not being as well going to be, you know, they're like the weakest link of this weakest link of this team. Like, that's going to be their downfall. But, yeah, in the biggest game, on the biggest stage, uh, you know, they showed up, they played well, and they held Clemson's, you know, they have a powerful offense. They have Justin Ross, they have Etienne, they have T. Higgins. And, you know, they, not, they didn't shut them down, but, they, you know, they – held their ground for the most part, didn't give up a point in the fourth quarter, you know, only gave up eight in the second half total. Um, and then the second thing I took away from this game is I have a lot of respect for how Trevor Lawrence kind of finished the game. You know, he, was, he wasn't going to go down without a fight, even though they were down, you know, 42-25. Yeah. Um, he still was playing hard to the final whistle, and I, get, I have a lot of respect for that, and I have a lot of respect for, you know, how young he is and, with, and having that kind of maturity in a big game like that. Big game like that. So he he showed more maturity in that situation than Lamar Jackson did down 16 to the Titans with two minutes left. You have kind of a chance. Trevor Lawrence had no chance to mm-hmm. win that game. Uh, when the way they were down, they got the ball back, and he was still trying compared to Lamar Jackson. So I think that maturity will help him go will help him going forward. I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Right. I think another big help is having Dabo as a coach too, because I don't yeah, know if you guys saw. After the fumble at the end, that kind of, I mean, it was pretty much over, but like pretty much sealed the deal like it's over. Dabo was the first one there talking to him, basically saying, right. know, keep your head up, like we're going to have more opportunities. This doesn't defy you as a player or as a person. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Do you well, guys- and, yeah, Dev, I definitely agree. I think that's just real quick. I Obviously, not that, again, not a super hot take, but that's a big reason for Dabo's success is he is just such a good player's coach. Uh, I just got one. I want to go back to something Gil said about Joe Burrow having, like, the confidence, like, if his receivers aren't look or if the defender's not looking, he thinks he's uh, receivers open. Say he does go number one to Cincinnati. Do you think he has that same confidence with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, and Tyler Eifert if he ever stays healthy? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was actually – yeah, I was actually talking about that during the game because obviously, I mean, we were all talking about him going. But I, I, I agree with you for sure. I think, I think because we were first, it started with AJ Green even staying, and someone said that with with Burroughs coming in, they think he would. Um, and I agree. I think that's a pretty good set of offensive weapons. So I mean, I'm not saying it'll continue at that level, obviously, but uh, I think it definitely doesn't help or it doesn't hurt. It's, speaking about confidence, the one thing I have. How I don't know if this is like a normal thing or not, but how, like how baller is it for LSU to have their rings already fitted for before the game? Like I don't know if both teams got their rings fitted. They for. definitely I don't do. Know if that's a thing. That might be a thing. I don't know, but like for Joe Burrow to know exactly off the top of his head how you know how big his ring or what his ring size is, that's kind of baller. Yeah. That's a baller status move. All those cigar videos are pretty cool too. Not gonna lie. Yeah. And Ed Orgeron sounds like a swamp monster. <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone's ever looked so cool smoking a cigar. 
That is really scary though with Burrow. So you know the division that you know we're fans of AFC North: Steelers, Browns, Bengals, Ravens. That is a scary thought being a Steelers fan, thinking you're gonna have Lamar, Joe Burrow, and Baker Mayfield all in the same division with you know an old Roethlisberger and whoever the future quarterback's gonna be. Yeah, that's not good. It's kind of scary. You're like you're getting behind in the arms race. Right. You got a decreasing gun, <laughs> theoretically getting older, and three young guns up and coming. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be tough, but you know we'll try to stay optimistic here somehow. We do have a good defense. We have a really good defense. Yeah, you have Duck. We do have a good defense. <laughs> yeah, I I the is the guy. Unfortunately, it looked like it when we were eight and five, but not so much going eight and eight now. This is ran. This is random. Would yeah. you take Jameis Winston? Yeah, I would take Jameis Winston. That'd be amazing. You would take him. I would. As yeah. Steelers fan. Yeah. Yeah, like, would you take him if, if there was some scenario where he was traded to the Steelers to be your starting quarterback? I feel like with this defense, if they could correct the interception thing, <laughs> then yeah, yeah. If he so, can't get the interceptions down, then you can't take the risk because with such a good defense, if you give someone a short field, you're already putting your defense behind the eight ball. Right. I'd rather have someone that throws many. T- uh, INTs, and we could just punt the ball away, and okay, our defense stops them. Compared to if they have to stop them, or pretty much they come away with a field goal. Right. It it depends what we're giving up in a trade as well. So. He's a free agent. You don't have to trade for him. Right. Well, he's gonna he's gonna be demanding. They said he wants something ridiculous over thirty million dollars a year. We're, 30, we're not gonna be able million, to pay him that. One million for every pick. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know. My thing was just in general, like. Right, if, if somehow like, whatever hypothetical out. situation it took, like, would you take him? Right, right. All right. Uh, anyone else got anything else on the national championship game before we go to fantasy BS? Just Joe Burrow, Ohio kid. I mean, he has that Ohio blood in him. No wonder if they won. So that's yeah, all I have to say. is that a little bittersweet being an Ohio State fan? No, no, no. Because yeah. he was what, behind he two, at Ohio State. But he was yeah, behind the Haskins and JT Barrett, and we have Justin Fields right now. So both programs are in a good spot. Both programs are in the playoff. Um, it's not bittersweet. I'm, glad, I'm happy for the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's your friend, right? Friend of the program, yeah. shoot? We were actually – I think we were in the same recruiting class, so we're basically best friends. He just doesn't know it yet. So. Right. That's a great Eventually point. He will. All right. Uh, let's go to Fantasy BS. So uh, today's Fantasy BS is brought to you by Nobody, but you can change that. Uh, we're currently at the podcast – at over 8,057 listens overall. So 50 episodes in, that's almost 150 listeners per episode. So if you're interested in getting your product out there, please contact us at any hour of the day, and we'll get your product out there. So all right, Fantasy BS, today's topic is fast food places. So uh, Dube, you got the first pick here? Uh, Thank you. Thank you. That was good. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Dube, as our guest, we'll give you the first pick here. So fast food places. All right. Uh, Questionable decision here. I don't know if it counts, so I want to ask you guys first. Okay. Is sheets considered fast food places? Uh, absolutely. I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. Um, I'm taking sheets one overall. Okay. Let's go pick. All right, Chub, you got the pick here. Um, I'm going to go with the best fast food place of all time, Chick-fil-A. Ooh, that's that's, that hurts. That hurts. That's pretty good. All right. Um... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Ben. Sure, okay. you can go third. All right. Uh, I should have gave the order, huh, after telling Duke he was first. Uh, so, okay, um, I'm going to go. This is tough. I'm going to go Taco Bell. Oh, 
Oh, that's a tough one. Can I? Can I? I forgot to oh. something. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, sure, Shu. What's uh, up? In my area, Chick Fil A is getting spicy chicken. I believe they're chicken strips. Spicy chicken strips. Oh, great! That could be a sponsor so, for the podcast. Shout, shout out, out yes. to the local Chick Fil A. Yeah, we just gave you it's a free spicy. ad. Support us. Spicy strips. Please. Love we it. need revenue. That's pretty good. Monetization. That's pretty good. Ben, right. I, I, I came into this thinking I was going to be able to sneak Taco Bell potentially at the end. So mm. I commend you uh, on that pick. Yeah, way uh, to take it early. You stole my late pick, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things where I just wasn't sure if you guys had the same love that I had. Yeah. So I thought I would just, you know, I thought I would maybe fly under the radar. But mm. that's a solid pick. Appreciate that. I even had the Ricky Bobby quote ready to go. The always delicious Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gil, you got back to All back right. here. Back to back. Um, shit, man. All right, I'm going to go. I'll go Chipotle first. Okay. I think that one speaks for itself. Shrugger. I know there's some doubters, haters, and losers out there, but you're wrong if you think something else is better. Yeah, fucking losers. Haters and losers. And then two, because I feel like you got to have a burger place. I think I think Wendy's is top tier fast food. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's a good thing. I think if, you're, if we're talking like true fast food, where you can get into a debate like is Chipotle fast food, like we even talked about it. Yeah. But if you're looking like uh, the true fast food, like I'm going through a drive-thru, getting a combo meal, Wendy's never fails. Four for four. Wendy's is out. Can't beat it. Spicy nuggets. All right, um, I think I'm gonna have to go five guys here. I was gonna, I was thinking about that too. Yeah, they, they just they give you so many damn fries. It feels like that bag's never gonna run out, and their burgers yeah. are top tier. So I'm going five guys. Top tier. All right, Shub. See this? I'm worried about this pick because this could be too regional. Um, I'm gonna go with In and Out. I've had it out a few times. Um, I think it's I think it's one of the you know the best fast food places out there. Okay. The milkshakes are pretty fire, and I know their menu's kind of plain. But when you're when you have food that's that good, I think In and Out, you know, they solidify themselves as a top fast food place. So shout out to my West Coast listeners. I think you're it's welcome. kind of overrated, honestly. I mean, their burgers are good, but their fries the suck. Their fries suck. Let them know, Ben. Let them know. Hit, they are hit or miss, but... Okay, so... Admission by the picker that I mean, the fries the, are questionable. In the second round, you don't want a hit or miss fries pick, round, in so my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're basically killing your own pick here. You're hurting your <laughs> own chances. Absolutely. All right, dude, you got a back-to-back fix here. All right, so this one might be a little questionable, but I think you guys will enjoy it. It's okay. sort of regional, too. I'm going to go with Popeye's. Okay. Okay. I, that. I had that too. Yeah, I had that as well. I think um, um, controversial opinion, unpopular opinion. I don't know if it's unpopular. Controversial. Chicken sandwich. We're talking chicken sandwiches straight up. Popeye's over Chick-fil-A. No. I still haven't had it straight up yet. No. So. Get out no. of here, bro. I'm telling you straight up. Popeye's over Chick-fil-A. I mean, Okay. People yeah, were fighting over those chicken sandwiches. Yeah. I've I'm, seen those yeah, videos. I've seen it. They can't even supply them. So that's the issue. So I was, I was just gonna say, I, I would, I'm gonna die on that hill. But now that you brought that up, I'm not gonna use that phrase. Um, but I will stand by that opinion. That I, 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 I stand by that. All right. Oh, uh, better than two play sandwich. Dude, you got. I thought. 
I thought my fing in and out pick was bad. Popeyes is bad. Shoot, no one asked you. It's fine. Yeah. That's why you're a recurring guest. All right, dude, you got uh, your last pick here. So with the last pick, I'm going to have to go with a favorite. They're everywhere. Swear there's more popping up by the second. Subway. Okay. Mm. Mm-mm. You, you kind of f***ed me there, bud. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> All oh, right. Shoot, yeah. you got your last pick here. Is that Ooh, what you were okay. taking, Gilly? So, this is a tough pick. There's a, there's a lot of good fast food places left. There are. So, uh, you know, I'm going to stick with the chicken route. You know, I already have Chick-fil-A, but I'm going to continue with it. Uh, this is a tough one. We signed between two. But I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Bojangles. It's kind of regional. If you don't have Bojangles near you, it's more of a South Christ. thing. Christ. So Why'd you Bojangles, show up today, dude? <laughs> listen, hey, Bojangles is fire. You know, they have a good Cajun filet sandwich. It's fuck, it's delicious. They have a cheer wine, which if you don't know, it's a Carolina, like, cheer I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Cheer wine fire. So I'm just saying, like, listen, Bojangles is slept on just because it's not, like, national. So that's what I have. All right. Uh, I'm never a hater of another man's picks. (laughs) Yeah, never. All right, so my last pick here, I'm between two. I think I'm just going to go with the more popular one, third round, going McDonald's. Their fries are fire. A lot of their stuff is cheap. I, I could live off the dollar menu the rest of my life. So, yeah, I mean, it might be basic, but it's the third round here. I, there's other good picks I could go with, but McDonald's is pretty f***ing popular. So I'll go with McDonald's. That's an under-the-radar pickup. Like, people love McDonald's. They do. McDonald's right. breakfast, that's that's where, you, that's where you lose. That's it. That's, that's, it. that's it for me. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Last pick. This is more of a personal pick. Uh, I was consider it was a toss up between Subway and this, but I'm gonna go Firehouse Subs. Um, I guess maybe that's. A, I don't know. I think it's a little more popular than like a Bojangles, but I don't know about. I don't know if that's actually the case. But no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I love Firehouse. I, I put it, that's what I'm saying. I think I think the sub is just. I had to. What it what it came down to is like if I actually had to pick between Subway and Firehouse, I obviously pick Firehouse. So I. I I think that I'm glad that's my third pick. The um, issue with like Firehouse subs and Bojangles is the fact that like they're known, but not many people have actually ate at the place. But like they know what they are. Yeah. So not like, everybody. That's has why. I, that's, right. That's why like Subway is a more popular pick, or like a you know or McDonald's or like a Chick Fil A. Right. All right, uh, I got a couple honorable mentions before we go. Uh, the one that I was debating taking in the third round was Panda Express. I'm a huge Panda no, Express no, guy. No, that was my. That, uh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, that's a fire pick. No, yeah, that's it a is a fire pick. pick yeah, but like sometimes the sometimes their noodles and rice they're lackluster. Uh huh. But yeah, I was debating between that and McDonald's, and then uh, my last two Burger King is okay, but I uh, you have to mention it when you're I talking like about Arby's. fast food. Yeah, Arby's, Arby's is good. Is fire. And then uh, you can't forget about DQ either. Derek went yeah, under the radar. It's true. Slept on, slept Gil, on. Uh, I'm surprised you're not saying this. Raising Cane's, it's up there. Yeah, oh, that one. I was yeah, that one. I feel like that one's even pretty like low key. That's very low key. Culver's is another low key one. No one. Culver's is like really low key. I feel like. How about Moe's? Yeah, less than Cane's. How about Moe's? Chipotle went the first round. I hear people saying Moe's is better than Chipotle. I know. No, that's... you're one of that's. Those are the haters well, and losers. Well, yeah, that's yeah, not me. I'm not saying See, that. Has, I'm saying Mose I've has, heard like, people say queso. that. Moe's has better queso, and like they have like a different menu than Chipotle, but like Chipotle yeah, is still better. Different. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. 
I'm just saying I've Most I've seen the social media posts. The that's fire. It's like the a stack is the that's, with like that's a what I meant. Hard shelling. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. All right. Anyone else got any more honorable mentions? Nah, Panda Express was a good one. That was one of mine. Yeah. Uh, I almost like, took it. I almost took it. I have three like kind of regional ones. Not one's not regional. Whataburger, Sonic, and Zaxby's. Oh, Zaxby's is good. Uh, fan Zaxby's. Zaxby's. I was I was thinking about saying Sonic too. Yeah. Do you got any? Kind of like a super size Wendy's. The more I think about it. <laughs> it's a great comparison. Yeah. Great analysis. Do you have any more honorable mentions? I'm trying to think. The only other one that's really come into my head, I haven't really had in a while. I'm not even sure if they're still out there, but Quiznos. Mm. No, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, they're still out there in the world. Dev, still, Dev I, I love you, man, but I can't rock with that. <laughs> oh, really? Quiznos is so good, man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show again. Appreciate your knowledge on college football as well. And, you know, we'll definitely have you on the show, and as, the show as soon as possible. Hey, thank you guys for being here. Like I said, trying to catch up to Shub on the reoccurring guest theme. So right. It's going to be tough. But... I'm here for you. <laughs> you guys, I know I'm lo- I love all you guys. And, like I said, thanks for having me. For sure. I right, love you, Yeah, it's Kay Weezy, and we back. The rise to the throne. Envy. Yeah. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree. All these people phonies just wanna be like me. Your baddest girl be all on my D The stuff you pay for for me it's free Because I got Ben Franklin's I got Ben Franklin's No need for hatin' I'm not a doctor I ain't got patience All I got is papers and a lot of haters Shout out to my home dog They all got prayers